I have baptized you with water, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This was the last sentence from the gospel that was just proclaimed. The gospel according to Mark, but describing John the Baptist and his role, which was to be the voice of one crying out in the desert, as Isaiah prophesied, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. So Advent is a time of preparation. It seems obvious. There's certainly a lot of external preparations happening. And that's all good. However, there's also an interior kind of preparation that the Lord, the church, our mother, the church, wants us to engage in. And that's why the church proposes to us this time of Advent. It's why we wear purple as just a a sign, an external sign of, of preparation and even penance to some degree that we are preparing our hearts and asking the Holy Spirit to renew our minds to receive this new grace that God wants to give us at Christmas. I've been telling people as I've been preaching throughout Advent that the reason why we celebrate Christmas every year is because the Lord wants to be born again in us in a new way. And that may sound strange, but it's true. We know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago. But in a spiritual sense, he wants to be born again in your heart. Which is to say he wants to communicate his presence and his love and his light to you in a new way. Because as I like to say, there's always more. God always has more to give us. And so we talk about exchanging gifts at Christmas time. Well, the the gift of gifts, the gift that we all want to receive is Jesus. We want to receive the presence of God in a new way. And so just as children get so excited, filled with anticipation about what they're going to receive under the tree on Christmas morning, so too we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us have more expectation for what God wants to give us. And I can assure you, the level of expectation that you have will correspond to some degree to what you receive from the Lord. And so maybe that's a a bit of a paradigm shift for you. You're thinking about what you're going to buy the kids and the grandkids or your spouse, or, you know, maybe you're thinking about what you'd like to ask for from those people. But really, what do we desire you know, my sister texted me, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I have no idea. You know, like, I, I really don't need anything. <laughs> my mom just got me a new pair of shoes as an early Christmas gift. It's like, I have everything I need. But what do I really desire? 
I think I'll text her this. I just desire a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You pray for that for me. That can be your gift to me. And isn't that what we all truly desire? The peace of Christ, the Prince of Peace. We could all use more peace, right? More interior peace. And I was with this couples group last night and one of the husbands was asking about how it is, Father, that we can experience this peace of Christ more and more for ourselves. And how can we have these experiences of prayer, of, of God's presence and his love? And I said, yeah, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. He's like, yeah, you know, I really didn't grow up, grow up much praying to the Holy Spirit. And that was kind of reserved for those charismaniacs, if you know what I mean. So I've kind of become a charismaniac of sorts, but I'm not weird. I try not to be weird anyway. Maybe you think I'm weird, but that's okay. But we need the Holy Spirit to help us have this personal experience of God, of his presence, of his peace, His love, his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding, his affection, his divine affection for us. So he wants to communicate that to us. When he came into the world, that's what he wanted to bring. The angels sang glory to God in the highest, highest and peace to his people on earth. We don't sing it during Advent, if you didn't notice. You know, it's not that I forgot, right? It's actually, it's a part of the instruction for the masses during Advent. We, we are instructed not to sing the Gloria. Because it comes from Christmas, the birth of Christ. That's when the angels first sang Gloria. Glory to God in the highest. So we're, we're omitting it intentionally so as to increase our anticipation and expectation for the moment when we too can join the angels in, in praising God and singing glory to God in the highest in peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly king, almighty God and father. He's coming. Christ the king, he's coming. And he wants to come all the time, of course. We don't have to wait until Christmas to ask for the Holy Spirit. We can ask every day. And we should. We should ask every day for ourselves. But sometimes we're not good at asking for ourselves. It's amazing how people, when I offer to pray for them, they'll come up and they'll say, well, you know, Father, I want to pray for my daughter, and I want to pray for my husband, and I want to pray for my neighbor. And what about you? Oh, well, you know, I think sometimes we think we're so unworthy. We think that we're so unworthy of God's grace and blessing. We're so in touch with our sinfulness, but we're not in touch with the heart of God who so desires to pour out his blessings upon us so that we can be healed, so that we can be renewed. 
comfort. Give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated, which means it's like blown up, right? Taken away. Indeed, she has received from the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. Okay, right? God is just, and he wants to remove sin from our lives because it prevents him from having greater intimacy with us. That's why he wants to get rid of it. Sin prevents us from having greater intimacy with God and with one another. And so that's why part of the preparation for Christmas is repenting. It's a good idea to make a a good confession during Advent. If you haven't made a confession in a while, it's a great time to go. And when we confess our sins to the Lord, not only do we receive forgiveness, but he actually, as I like to say, he takes away the sins and the burden, the guilt, the shame, the blame, the regret, all that good stuff that we like to carry around, right? Of course not. But we do that to ourselves. We punish ourselves. I see it all the time. And that is not God's will for you. That's not God's will for his church, for his bride. He doesn't want you to punish yourself. Do you know why we do that? Because we figure if we punish ourselves, that'll be worse than what other people would dish out to us. Can I get an amen? (laughs) But that is not the heart of God. He wants to literally take it away. What do we pray at the Lamb of God? who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. So his mercy is so good that he literally takes it away, the burden. And then in exchange for that, he gives us his peace and his friendship. He renews his friendship with us. And he says, I love you. And you know what? I want what's good for you. I want to bless you. I want my peace to be your peace. I want my relationship with the Father to be your relationship with the Father. I'm giving you full access, a VIP pass. Here you go. And we're like, yeah, you know what? I'll sit in the nosebleeds. I'm good, Jesus. Come on. Have you ever had a VIP experience at a ball game? It's awesome. I I actually know the owner of the Chicago Cubs. And my, you know, Father Jason Smith, right, who comes here sometimes, he's a big baseball fan. So this summer, I called up my friend, the owner of the Chicago Cubs. He gave us his seats for the game. We were in the front row right behind the batter's box for the Cubs. And we had this special wristband that got us into this underground club. All you could eat, all you could drink for all nine innings. (laughs) That's awesome. Imagine if my friend would have offered me that. I would have said, you know what, Tom, you know, I'll sit in the nosebleeds. I'm good, you know. I mean, come on. That would be an insult to the giver, right? That would be an insult to the giver. But how often do we kind of insult God when he's just given us all kinds of good gifts and we're like, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm good, God, thanks, Yeah. God has so much more that he wants to give us. So 
as we continue as we continue with our preparation, which is now like two weeks, right? People are like, oh my God, Christmas is two weeks away. But let's take advantage of these two weeks that we've got to keep asking for this increased anticipation for the, for the very special gift that, that undoubtedly God wants to give you on Christmas Day. Because it is a very special day, obviously. So there are special graces that are given to those who are, are looking for them and who are, are ready and willing to receive them on Christmas Day. So Lord, please help us to grow in anticipation for Christmas Day, to receive all of the good gifts that you want to give us and help us, Lord, to prepare our hearts to receive that. And if that means making a good confession, during this Advent season, well then, Lord, help me to to make a good confession and to trust in your mercy. Amen.